Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 174. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news, products and opinions. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and welcome all you first-time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the app that can save your life. Microsoft opens its Sydney store and we talk to Travis Walter, Microsoft's General Manager of International Retail Stores. On the same day, Apple was having some store woes of their own after video of six African-born students were ejected. Uh, That video went viral. In the Tech Guide reviews, we get our hands on the iPad Pro. We run our eye over and our ears over the Sonos Play 5 speaker and TruePlay. And we install a Swan One smart security system. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products. And Norton, the company to help protect your devices and help keep you and your family safe online. Lots to get through, so let's jump straight in. Now, it's not every app that can claim to save your life, but the Skin Vision app can absolutely boast that claim. It is an app that can help you check for melanoma and skin cancer symptoms. Now, here in Australia, skin cancer is quite prevalent. In fact, by the age, by the time we reach 70, two out of three Australians will have been affected by skin cancer. So it is a very, very serious disease. And all, all the warnings and all the advice were given on checking our skin, checking irregularities. Uh, it, it's, it can be quite a job to do that with re- regular checkups with the doctor, uh, asking other people for opinions, uh, helping them check all your different molds and that that we have on our skin. Well, Skin Vision is an app that's available for the iPhone and for Samsung Android devices. Uh, It's been developed in Europe and and now certified for use here in Australia. What it does, it allows users to take photos of their moles and other little skin lesions they have. Now, it's not just a camera that allows you to snap your photos and check back on them weeks later or even just to send it to your GP or dermatologist. It does more than that. It actually uses a scientifically proven algorithm to examine the photograph using fractal geometry. So it can tell if you need to to see a doctor about a particular mole on your skin. It's remarkable. It's the first app in the world to offer that kind of instant assessment within the app to determine whether there are non there is non natural growth of these pigmented moles so 
right there, it allows people to take action straight away. So they, they're warned. They're given a system, a, a, what they call a traffic light system. So if it's red, it's urgent. If it's green, you're okay. So what, what the, it encourages you to do, and, and you can do this within the app, is to analyze what's in the picture, archive the picture, and also send it to your doctor. So they can take a look at uh, how your moles have changed over the weeks and months and years. Uh, the app's formula, and of course this is patented, this this algorithm, it it calculates the fractal dimensions of skin lesions and surrounding skin tissue. So it can reveal grow, different growth patterns of those tissues, which which uh, can you can tell then if there's a uh, it analyzes the, if there's a risk of melanoma, and it does this though. People are thinking, oh, okay, this sounds like a bit hit or miss. Well, it's not. It has a remarkable 83% accuracy. So skin vision, definitely worth investing in if, you, uh, if you've got any worries, if you do have markings on your skin that you do need to keep an eye on, this has the potential to save your life if you, uh, you want to use this app and keep on top uh, of all of that. Now, what they're offering now, now this, this is a free app that you can subscribe to have these on-the-spot examinations, so those online examinations of your mole pictures. What they're doing now, because it's Skin Cancer Action Week that runs until November 21, users who download the Skin Vision app can receive a year's free subscription to the service, which is usually valued at $38. So you've literally got nothing to lose. I recommend uh, anyone to download this app on iPhone, and it works for Android if you're using it with a Samsung device, so a Samsung Android devices. Unsure why that is, why Samsung have only got the uh, the only company to have rights to run it on Android, but it is what it is, and definitely worth checking out if you uh, if you think you may be at risk and you want to stay on top of that potential danger. Skin cancer, real uh, really real danger here in Australia, and skin vision can help you keep on top of it. And if you want to read all about that and check out uh, how the app works, there's a video there as well. You can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide now. Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Now, just last week, the Microsoft Sydney flagship store opened to in a blaze of glory. There were hundreds, thousands of people out the front uh, awaiting the opening of this new flagship store. A significant opening for uh, Microsoft here in Australia because it is the first flagship store to open outside of North America, which is a pretty big, uh, pretty nice badge of honour for Sydney. Sydney uh, and well, Australians in general are big Microsoft customers. We do uh, we do speak in a moment. We'll have Travis Walter on the show. He is the international retail stores general manager. That that is a really cool title. So he just travels the world opening international retail stores, and of course he was in Sydney to talk to us about the opening. But before we hear from Travis, just want to just set the scene. We had actually had a preview of the store the day before it opened to the public. It opened to the public on a Wednesday. We had a little sneak peek, and that's when I spoke to Travis. So he is going to be talking about the store opening tomorrow. So uh, just so you know, we did record the interview the day before the store officially opened. We did get a little guided tour inside before the, the crowds descended on the store the very next day. Now, there were, as I said, 
more than a thousand people that packed the Pitt Street Mall to catch a glimpse of the store to be among the first in Australia to walk through the, the doors. And the timing was impeccable for Microsoft because uh, back on that day, which was November 12, was the same day that the Surface Pro 4 went on sale. Also, the very first appearance of the Surface Book, that's Microsoft's new laptop computer, and also the only place where you can buy Microsoft's new Band 2 wearable device. So uh, nicely timed the opening of the store with the sale of those new products. And Microsoft are really, uh, they're, they're, they've hit a purple patch. They've released some pretty impressive products. I've reviewed the Surface Pro 4. That's on Tech Guide for anyone who wants to check that out. Uh, Surface Book I've actually got in my possession, and I'm currently reviewing it. You'll hear about that next week. But uh, the store itself, very impressive. Two-level store, only the second Microsoft flagship store to have more than one level, the other being the one on Fifth Avenue, which I think has four levels. But still, pretty impressive for Sydney to get a Microsoft flagship store. That's quite a mouthful. And as I said, we did catch up with Travis Walter, and here's what he had to tell us earlier. Well, hi, Travis. Thanks for joining me. You've come all the way from the U.S. How uh, is this your first trip to Sydney? No, I've been coming to Sydney over the last couple of years. This is taking this project here, launching the flagship store. We're really excited, but it's been a lot of hard work in the making, and we think we got the right location. We got excited energy staff, and then we've got great products and services, mm-hmm. and we're here to deliver the best branded Microsoft experience that a customer can get. Well, this is a pretty big deal. We're actually sitting in the store right now, day before launch. Obvious question, why Sydney? So there's a lot of reasons. Why not Sydney, right? You've got great consumers and and people here. The Australians just love technology. Um, They're early adopters. We've seen a lot of interest in our new products, a lot of uh, good pre-orders through our online store. It's one of the top-performing online stores. We have a breadth of products available here. And then the location. When locations like this pop up, you really have to take advantage of it. So it's not like an Olympic bid system, is it, where (laughs) countries have to bid to get the store? If it was, uh, you guys won. We are good customers, aren't we? Fantastic customers, and and we're lucky to be here. So in terms of, uh, I think you mentioned online we are pound for pound Australian customers are pretty pretty loyal aren't we very loyal highest conversion rate uh, on our online store in the world Mm -hmm. and it's one of our top five performing stores no wonder we got a flagship store then that's very much (laughs) the case so tell us what customers can expect from this beautiful flagship store that's opening in Sydney so first when you walk in um, you're going to see a large exterior presence you'll see video walls on the exterior where we can bring experiences to uh, folks on Pitt Street Then as you walk into the store, you'll see a lot of energy. You'll see people in different colored uh, shirts. You'll see uh, video walls that are telling great experiences. If you come tomorrow, you're going to see the first, for the first time, Surface Pro 4, the Surface Book, our new Microsoft Band, which is our new uh, fitness product that will launch here tomorrow for the very first time, as well as our phones and other OEM products. Mm -hmm. But we also encourage you to come in and, and see our experiences. We've got a theater space where you can come in and get one-to-one education and training. Hey, it's the holidays. We're going to be having Skype with Santa. Come (laughs) in and and engage with Santa through uh, Skype and Microsoft technology. And then we have services. So we're very eager to make sure um, that we take care of any customer with our answer desk uh, services. So come in and make an appointment, and we'll help you. Of course, uh, a store can't exist without staff. So uh, I understand you've gone to quite a bit of trouble to to hire the right staff. Uh, Diverse backgrounds, multiple languages. How important is that for the store? You know, I think people are the most 
most important thing in retail, right? You can make great products, but if you don't have great people, they're not going to shine. And so we really do focus on bringing together the best staff. They go through intense training. We get staff with a wide range of backgrounds, speak over 21 languages in this store from over 10 different nationalities. So making sure that we educate, train, and have uh, great staff is one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. And I see, too, that apart from all the lovely experiences and customers being able to get their hands on the products, there's also uh, an answer desk. So this is where customers will, if they have problems or issues with their device, their software or hardware, they're going to get them solved in the store. That's right. You know, there's over 110 million people using Windows 10 today, over 1.5 billion people that have Microsoft um, software or devices. Mm -hmm. And we know that customers want to come in and we can help them uh, with any challenges that they have. The most important thing when you buy products through this store or if you bought products elsewhere is to come in and we'll help you get up and set up and working. We'll remove uh, free virus uh, removal, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that you get the most out of your device. So really our focus is about how can we help you achieve more through Microsoft technology and services is a big component. Uh, and I love the timing as well, of course. Uh, the, the day the store opens, you're going to have the great Surface Book available for the first time, Surface Pro 4, the Microsoft Band 2. So uh, moving forward, I, I assume that the stores will be a great mechanism to allow customers to come in day one purchase these new products. Absolutely. I mean, a flagship store is about showcasing the latest and greatest technology from Microsoft. So we will always have the latest and greatest. And we will be doing um, and make sure that we showcase those products. Sometimes they're not for sale. And when they're not, we'll allow customers to pre-order those devices. And so that's really, really important for us. And we've got a lot of exciting devices launching tomorrow. Sure. And I noticed the, the diversity across the store. Of course, you've got Xbox and all the other branches of the Microsoft brand, Windows 10 and all these other devices. Uh, what, what, what is your, what's your, if you had a magic wand, what's going to happen in this store? How successful is it going to be? And, you know, the, I'm assuming there'll be even more of these stores launching around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Look, success for us is not just about the numbers, but how we take care of every single customer, one customer at a time. It's about taking care and seeing people's faces light up when they come over and experience Minecraft or buy Xbox or uh, new games that we launch. It's about them, uh, small and medium business, seeing uh, the Surface Book and saying, hey, this is the right device for me. That's what this is about, about those customer stories, about taking care of every customer one at a time, and that's how we'll measure success. Uh, I also noticed, too, that apart from people being able to purchase products, there's also services here, so setup of products, teaching them. Uh, we're sitting in the community theater right now, so customers can learn about what they can do with their existing products? Is that how sort of show them what's possible? That's absolutely the most important thing, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that people know how they can achieve more with our devices and software. So we do have this theater space. We can be doing a, a Windows 10 uh, demo and educate people on Windows 10. We can do, um, you know, we have people coming in to do coding, to learn to code for camp yep. um, and how they can do that. And so absolutely, this is about experiences and learning about the technology. Anyone mm -hmm. who walks in, we want to make sure that they walk out learning something new. Well, Microsoft Sydney flagship store is open for business. Travis, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me, and I encourage your listeners to come out. Now, on the very same day that Microsoft and all the 
customers were celebrating this amazing opening of their their jewel in the crown new flagship store their opponents apple were having a different type of day in their store. In fact, it was the exact opposite. While people were cheering Microsoft's opening, uh, it was a different story down in Melbourne at the High Point Shopping Centre. Uh, there was an incident where there were six black students, and I'm talking African-born students from Sudan, Somalia, Nigeria, Egypt, Eritrea, were in the store and were asked to leave on suspicion that they, and this is to quote the Apple Store member, that they were worried that you might steal something. Now, the students obviously protested, and the store member just said, look, that's end of story. I need to ask you to leave the store. Now, that sounds bad enough as it is, but one of the students happened to catch the whole incident on their smartphone, and, of course, that video went viral. Uh, it was a, a terrible look for Apple, the the company that can do no wrong in a lot of people's eyes. This was uh, a, a black spot for the company in terms of uh, the interpretation of this incident, especially the taking into consideration the color of the student's skin was that it was uh, a lot of people accused them of being racist and they were racially profiling them and, and prejudiced the customers because of the color of their skin. So Apple, of course, launched their own investigation. And uh, before they before they issued a statement, they actually issued an apology to the six students uh, and they invited them back to the store along with their school principal. They go to Mary Brunong College in Victoria, in Melbourne, and their principal also joined them back there where the manager actually apologized in person to the students, apologized for any for for the incident. And Apple released a statement as well, which really spoke about the company's diversity and, and equality that they that they share within the company. Here's what they had to say in the statement. Inclusion and diversity are among Apple's core values. We believe this inequality for everyone, regardless of race, age, gender, gender identity, ethnicity, religion, or sexual orientation. That applies throughout our company, around the world, with no exceptions. We've looked into the details of the situation and we apologize to the customers involved. We'll continue to do everything in our power to ensure all our customers are treated the way they should be. So they did come ahead, come out in front of this story. They did issue an apology. Still, though, some damage done there. Apple, uh, their apology was uh, was of course w- was good of the company to uh, address that. But uh, a lot of a lot of people were really stinging in their in their criticism on social media. That is something a day that Apple wants to forget. On the same day that Microsoft opened their store, I think the timing was a was a little uncanny there. But if you want to read more about that incident and see the video of the incident as well, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Today, we live in a world where cyber criminals are working overtime trying to find new ways to steal your personal information. The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying your bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, or banking on your laptop, Norton's latest internet security solution 
Norton Security Premium is working behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity, and your devices protected. It also comes with secure PC cloud backup, so you can back up and save your personal files, photos, videos, and other memories that live on your devices. For more information about Norton Security Premium and how to protect your online life, check out au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Well, our first review is the iPad Pro. Now, we first saw this at the September launch uh, back in San Francisco. Did have a brief hands-on, and I did post that at the time, but I've now had a chance to use it as my go-to device. It has been my computer of choice, and it is very a very impressive device. Now, first thing you need to do, though, it's very interesting with the iPad Pro, is get over how big it is. Now, I remember when I first laid eyes on it, I went, whoa, that's big. And everyone else I showed it to said, holy hell, that is big. But once they got over that fact and actually used the product and saw how big and beautiful the screen is, the new feature with Apple Pencil allows you to draw on the screen. That beautiful screen real estate, resolution of 2732 by 2048, that's more than 5.6 million pixels. When they saw the thin and lightweight design, they fell in love with it, as I did. I now cannot go back to an iPad Air 2, which was my other, my go-to iPad before the iPad Pro. I think once you've used the iPad Pro, it's very hard to go back. The iPad Air seems so small. The iPad Mini seems like an iPhone to me now. So it is not only impressive because it's got a big screen, it's got a 12.9-inch screen to be precise, but also under the hood, it's also very powerful as well. It's got an A9X processor, so you're getting 64-bit desktop class performance. So if, if for anyone who's thinking, can I get a tablet that's going to replace my laptop, this is as close as you're going to get from Apple. Now, there are still some features missing on it that I think would make it a true laptop replacement, uh, namely USB ports and other connectivity. But... That aside, it is still a powerful product that when paired with a keyboard case, there is a, there is a case, the, the keyboard is brilliant. It is really easy to type on, made out of specially woven fabric and has a great feel to it. Uh, you will find that typing on the iPad Pro is as good as typing on a MacBook Pro. It is that good. Uh, in terms of the, the screen size, of course, that is attractive for not only drawing, but using apps, playing games, viewing content. So in terms of work and play, the iPad Pro has got you covered. On the audio side, this is another excellent feature. There are four speakers on board. And they've both, the, the, all four of them have their own, uh, their, their enclosures are actually part of the unibody structure of the, of the iPad Pro. And the sound is remarkable. And what it does, though, it, it, because there are, uh, is a speaker in every corner of the iPad, so depending on how you hold the iPad, whether it's in landscape, whether it's in portrait, whatever end is up, the iPad will know that and, and, and give the top two speakers more, more treble and more the tweeters will work more on those speakers to give it more a more realistic sound. 
a better sound and the bass will kick in through the bottom speaker so it can do that all on the fly that's really impressive just on the keyboard case another impressive feature is the fact that there is there's a new smart connector so it can can send power and data through that very connection but when you look at the uh the ipad the the, the smart keyboard case for the ipad pro you realize that the keyboard and the actual ipad are separated by the fabric in the case and of course when you connect them the connect to the magnet to make the ipad sit up right next to the keyboard you realize that the the power and the data has to actually travel through the fabric of the case and of course it's a special fabric that can conduct all that through through the case it's remarkable the design that's gone into it now apple pencil of course this is the new pen or pencil stylus whatever you want to call it it is mainly used for drawing i have to say it's not technically not a stylus you do you write and draw with this you don't navigate the screen with this so it's technically not a stylus all those people saying oh steve Jobs said you'll never have a stylus it isn't a stylus it's a pencil a pen texter however you want to use it it is not a tool to navigate the operating system so with that in mind apple pencil is a remarkable tool for designers, artists, painters, sketchers, whatever you want to call them, this, these creative types who need to draw, need to write, need to get things down on paper. And ironically, the uh, iPad Pro screen is almost the exact size of an A4 piece of paper. So it does give you that feel that you are writing on a piece of paper and the responsiveness is incredible. Uh, the way that it does it is the, the accuracy and the latency. Latency is how quickly you can take the information that you're creating and show it on the screen. That responsiveness is, is instantaneous because what they've done as well, there is a system on board that can almost anticipate where your pen is going to go so it knows the angle of the pen the the speed at which you're using the pencil the speed at which you're using it and can it actually it can actually anticipate where you're going to be next it can project predict the the, the predict the trajectory of those strokes so that's the reason you get immediate response uh, the pencil, a full charge, and it's actually got a lightning connector right at the very top of the device. So you take off the pack, the cap, and plug it into the iPad Pro, uh, and you can. Uh, that's how you charge the Apple Pencil. Uh, and if you find that it's dead, the Apple Pencil has completely died, and you do need to do a little bit of work. If you plug it in for just 15 seconds, that will give it enough power to run for another 30 minutes. That is pretty cool. There's a number of apps that are optimized for iPad Pro, uh, including the Aussie created. Procreate for sketching, painting, and illustrating. There's, of course, other apps like Autodesk, uh, other CAD programs, computer-aided design programs, as well as a lot of medical apps. So anyone who wants to use this large screen, and not everyone is going to want to buy the iPad Pro. It's going to be too big for most people. But for those people who want that bigger size and love to see uh, those their work on a larger scale, then the iPad Pro is definitely the, the device for them. But as I said, not everyone is going to want to go big or or and and, and invest in, in in let's face it it's not a cheap product it starts at 1249 bucks the accessories the apple pencils 165 and the smart keyboard is 269 so uh it is not cheap although still cheaper than the entry level surface pro 4 which has a slightly smaller screen but the surface pro 4 does have uh, better connectivity in my opinion with a mini display port and a usb port as well 
But that being said, Apple are still going to sell the Apple, the iPad Mini and the iPad Air 2. So for those who think, whoa, this is too big, those other devices still exist. But for those who want to go big or go home, the iPad Pro uh, will be right up their alley. You want to read our complete review, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Well, what can I say? Sonos speakers, I'm a fan, and they've always been high-quality speakers. Well, they've outdone themselves here on two fronts. They've outdone themselves. The Sonos Play 5 speaker not only has a new design, it's even got a better sound, as if that was even possible. They do sound better. What they've also released at the same time is a new feature of the Sonos app, the excellent Sonos app, called TruePlay. Now, what TruePlay does is optimize your speaker, your Sonos speaker, in your home. So whatever room it happens to be in, it can examine that position and take some readings to make it sound even better. Now, this applies to not only the new Play 5, but also your older Play 1, Play 3, and older Play 5 speakers as well. Now, to get to TruePlay, you need to go to the room settings on the Sonos app. It took me a little while to find it. I thought TruePlay would have its own little its own little menu, but no, it's in the room settings. So uh, once you've updated the latest version of the Sonos app, and what you have to do with TruePlay is the speaker will emit a sound, and it will use – it's only available on iPhone so far, on iOS. And what you do – while the Sonos player is emitting the sound, you are holding the phone upside down, so home button to the top, that's where the microphone is, and waving it up and down in the room in the various listening positions. And while and the, all the all the, this time, the Sonos speaker is pinging that noise, so the, and the, as the microphone picks it up, it takes these readings and then optimizes the speaker for that particular room. So it takes where it's placed, it takes it into account all the furniture around it, other things like that, the size of the room, and actually makes the speaker sound better. It is incredible. I tried it with my old, my Play 3 and my Play 5, the older versions, and it was easily noticeable how much better these speakers sounded. Now, under the Play 5, this is the newly designed speaker. Now, this is, without a doubt, the best speaker they've ever made. The, uh, there are the six drivers on board. There's tweeters and, 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 and bass driver subs as well. It sounds brilliant. It sounds good anyway. But then I ran True Play through it, and it managed to make it sound even better, which is remarkable. Now, the Play 5 can be positioned uh, on its base as it sits. You can either tilt it on the left side, tilt it on its right side, and the little uh, controls on the side, the touch controls, will... Act, will, will react to their position and still operate logically. So if you are swiping up for your volume and up to go to the next track, it will it will change the up direction depending on how you placed it. And what another cool little feature I like is the fact that the Sonos name, the brand is right in the middle of the speaker, it s still reads Sonos no matter how you place it because it's a palindrome. Sonos forwards is the same as Sonos backwards. It is even the same upside down. So they can't lose. You can place this anyway. It'll still read Sonos no matter how you do it. I would find that really cool. Uh, but in closing, the Sonos speaker, it's 749 bucks. Now, 
This isn't the cheapest wireless multi-room speaker on the market, but I have to say it is easily one of the best, if not the best, anyone who's got a Sonos system. And what look, only downside I found about this, well, it's not really a downside. It's because I already own the Sonos dedicated subwoofer. Now, that's a $1,000, $999 product. The Sonos Play 5 sub, onboard sub, sounds just as good as that $1,000 speaker. So I'm thinking it's made my Sonos sub obsolete. Uh, I did, I still did pair them and, and had increased bass, de- louder bass rather than improved bass. But that's the only downside I found about it. It did kind of make my dedicated sub maybe obsolete. I don't know. But the Play 5 on its own is brilliant. You can also, of course, pair it with another Sonos Play 5 and create a left and right stereo pair, and that is even better. But overall, the Sonos Play 5, if you're looking for a wireless multi-room speaker and you're not afraid to spend some money, 749 that would be the speaker I would buy. You can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Okay, our final uh, final review for this week's show is the Swan One Video Monitoring Kit. Now, Swan One, they're into home automation. They're into making uh, it uh, more convenient, offering ways you can do things remotely using your smartphone because the Swan One kits connect to your existing wireless networks. Now, what we did... We gave the video monitoring kit a run for its money and started from scratch to install the system, use the system, uh, receive notifications about the system. Now, the Swan One video monitoring package includes a hub, which connects to your router. It also includes a a sound view camera, which not only can provide high-res video, but also detect motion. There's a dedicated motion sensor. There's also two window-slash-door sensors and a key fob. Now... Each of these, of course, the camera, as you know, can detect movement, can can provide a live view of your home or office or holiday house or whatever. Motion sensor can detect, as it says, motion. The door window sensors are a little two-part device that you can attach one part to the door and the other part that swings open. So when they when they uh, the contact is lost and then reestablished, you know that someone's uh, opened or closed the window, and you can receive notifications for that as well. The hub, of course, drives the whole thing. The first thing you need to do is record the MAC addresses of both the hub and the camera. There are on the on the instruction booklet. It does give you room to write these down, so that rather than having to reach around and try to read the impossibly small writing, uh, you can record that on your on the instruction manual and enter that into the website. So when you log in, you create a login, you register the hub. Uh, it re, you type in the MAC address. It then connects to the hub, activates it. Then you add each of those sensors and other add-ons, the cameras, one by one. And then you test them all. And then within 10 minutes, this system was set up. So it's that easy to set up. For anyone concerned, oh, it gets too hard. Well, it's not. It's very easy to connect to the hub to your router. And then it's a step-by-step process through the website. 
and you can then download the app and control everything from your smartphone. The good thing about this is that it gives you the ability to monitor your home live on your smartphone, on your tablet, or your computer. Uh, you can set, obviously, rules so the, the windows and door sensors can, can send you alerts when they're open and closed. The motion sensor can also send you, uh, if it detects movement, can send you an alert as well. The key fob allows you to disable the system when you get home because you don't want to be receiving all those movement detect sensors, movement uh, notifications when you're home because you're home, you're going to be moving around the place. And so it does allow you to tell it that you're home, tell it that you're away, so it doesn't drive you nuts with all the notifications you get. You can adjust them in the settings. Now these kits, uh, there are several. You can start off for as little as four ninety nine ninety five for the alarm starter kit. You can then go the the video monitoring kit, which we reviewed six ninety nine ninety five. The smart home control kit, which is the big daddy of them all, with the smart switch uh, that'll let you uh, control appliances remotely. I turn them off and on and stuff like that. It's got the cameras, it's got the sensors, it's got the motion detectors, and the hub and two key fobs in that one seven ninety nine ninety five. Uh, and at that moment, if you do buy one of these kits, you get a bonus outdoor siren valued at $229.95. You get that free if you buy it from JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Dick Smith, and I think Harvey Norman. So what the, the, the idea of this is being smart security. So it lets you control things from the app. You can receive notifications. It can even detect sound. So if you if it hears glass breaking, it's going to tell you, hang on, a window's busted at your house. But it's smart enough to distinguish that. So say you dropped a, a drinking glass, it'll know the difference in that sound. So that that's where the smarts come in. You can add on other, other devices to the system. So don't think you're limited by a certain number of devices. You can add as many as like you. You can even add a thermostat to control your heating and cooling and, and set uh, different settings and time timers so that your home is cool, for example, on a hot day by the time you get home from work. Uh, you can also add the smart switches to control those, remotely control those electrical appliances as well. And you can add more door and window sensors, more cameras, more everything. The Swan One systems, they're really easy to set up. There's no setup fees or charges, although if you do want things like being able to record video, being able to store video in the cloud, add additional sound alerts. I think in the US they've even got a gunshot sound alert that you can access. Uh, if you want to add extra properties, add extra users to the system, you can pay a month-to-month subscription fee for that type of service as well. You want to check out our full review, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And Netgear has just released the Nighthawk X4S AC2600 Wi-Fi VDSL ADSL modem router, and it's perfect for the connected Aussie home. Netgear's latest addition to the Nighthawk family is a high-performance piece of equipment. It's specially built for streaming, gaming, and connected homes with lots of devices. And let's face it, we've all got lots of devices. The Nighthawk X4S or D7800 will deliver AC Wi-Fi speeds of up to 2,600 megabits per second and supports both ADSL and VDSL connection. VDSL is what they're using for the NBN, so you can really future-proof yourself. It's the first modem router on the market 
market to support the latest Wave 2 Wi-Fi technology with quad stream on both bands. So multi-user MIMO capability. That's multiple in, multiple out capability. This means you can maximize connection speeds for faster streaming, gaming, and less buffering. So if your household loves streaming Netflix, if you love online gaming and you've got multiple devices, check out the new Nighthawk X4S Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D7800 at netgear.com.au. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Now, our Tech Guide Help Desk is uh, a question from one of our readers from Danny, and she is asking all about a router for a full brick home. And just after our little sponsorship message from Netgear, uh, I can recommend Netgear, obviously, as one of those solutions. But she's asking, look, I uh, I want to change routers, and can you recommend a router for a full brick home? They've got trouble getting internet to all of the house at the moment. Uh, they've got uh, an older modem set up in the middle of the house. The router was working fine. Last few months, it's slowed down. So signal's been weaker. Had this router for about two years. Can you please advise on a router that will extend to the furthest part of the house, approximately 10 metres away? Now, that's not far 10 metres away. The devices we're running off the router are four computers, two iPads, five phones, one gaming console, TV, and a printer. Well, they are above average in terms of the average average number of connected devices. The average number of connected devices is nine. And from what Danny has said, that's four, five, that's nine, 11, 12, 13, 14 devices. But you know what? There is a solution here. And the solution is obviously a the latest version of a router, a modem router, whether whichever one they need. I think they just need a router. They've already got a modem. So you can connect adjust the router to create your Wi-Fi network. The solution here is to get an 802.11ac modem router or router now what that allows you to do is a the ac standard allows a greater range it also allows greater connection to the different devices there's what they call beam forming technology so rather than a, a device being hopefully within range of the of the of the old router as it's as its wi-fi radius waves out in all directions the 802.11ac can actually lock onto devices in the network. Now, how the old routers used to work is that it would serve packets to one device, then move to the next device, next device, next device. So by judging by her setup here, four computers, five phones, gaming console, two iPads, some of the older devices are slowing the network down. And, and your network's only as fast as your oldest device. So if you've got non-AC products, slower products, older products, they are going to drag the chain. How, what changes with that and AC is that the beam forming and the multiple in, multiple out means it can ping different and multiple devices at the same time. There's also dual band technology, even tri-band technology that can naturally give your device, put it on the best band to suit its output and input and throughput. So if you're streaming Netflix in the room, you obviously want the faster connection for that. If you're just browsing the web, uh, you can have the slower connection for that, even though it's slower by a millisecond. Though These little bits count. So my advice, update to an 802.11ac router. 
Uh, you can get them from obviously Netgear, who are our sponsors. You can also check out the new uh, D Link Taipan. Check out the Linksys routers as well. Their their Maxstream smart Wi Fi routers are really cool. We've also reviewed them on Tech Guide as well. That is my advice, and you'll find that you not only will have greater range, you'll also have a faster connection. So check that out. Check out the reviews we've done on Tech Guide, and you'll be going faster in no time. And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've spoken about at techguide.com.au. And get in touch. You might be one of the emails we read out on the Tech Guide help desk. Address is info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us once again next week for episode 175 so until then as we always say stay safe and stay connected